welcome back to the report brought to you by the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Team. I'm Will Smith, an EMS and emergency medicine physician in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I'm also a clinical assistant professor affiliated with the University of Washington and the co-founder of the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Project. We are a group of physicians, medical students, PhDs, and others that are passionate about helping with the medical response during this COVID-19 pandemic. We are keeping up to date with the latest research on SARS-CoV-2 and the disease it causes, COVID-19. We bring you real-time data from the research to help guide best practices as the pandemic continues to unfold. For complete summaries and links to each article to review further, please visit our website at covid19lst.org. Here's Jasmine, my co-founder with today's episode. Thanks, Will. And on today's episode, we discuss how the wide variety of atypical presentations and non-respiratory symptoms of COVID-19 highlights the difficulty of implementing test criteria that is both sensitive and specific, continued debate over the utility of masks for the general public, how mobile apps, smartwatches, and AI are creating innovative solutions to pandemic problems. And hindsight is always 2020. but what lessons can we learn about policy and early intervention from the South Korean experience? Let's get started. In epidemiology, a case series in California of 100 hospitalized COVID-19 patients found that 13% exhibited co-infection with other respiratory viruses, highlighting that a positive test for another pathogen should not exclude COVID-19 from the differential. There are a number of case reports highlighting atypical presentations of patients subsequently found to be COVID-19 positive. In another case, a patient who presented complaining of atalgia and tinnitus only was found to have positive COVID-19 by RT-PCR as well as by chest CT. Understanding the pathology. Based on in silico studies, researchers postulate that the SARS-CoV-2 virus could epigenetically affect host metabolism. And adding to the conversation of androgens associations with COVID-19, researchers hypothesized that benign prostatic hyperplasia treatments, specifically 5-alpha reductase inhibitors, may contribute to the higher mortality observed in men by causing increased lung concentrations of androgens, which can have anti-regenerative effects in damaged lung tissue. In Transmission and Prevention A meta-analysis of five studies, including 16 COVID-19 positive pregnant women, found no evidence of intrauterine vertical transmission by performing SARS-CoV-2 RT-PCR on newborn nasopharyngeal swabs, amniotic fluid, and placental specimens. Korean officials attribute the country's success in containing the pandemic to rapid and early diagnosis, isolation, effective triage of patients, contingency plans for enhancing critical care capacity, and continuous communication between local authorities and the Department of Health. An observational study of over 10,000 residents of Hong Kong found that 95% of people wore masks in public. However, 13% of them were wearing them incorrectly. The study highlights how adherence to mask wearing does not necessarily equate to proper mask use. In management, thus far, current commonly recommended pharmacotherapy for COVID-19 includes hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin, remdesivir, IL-6 antagonists, and convalescent plasma, with consensus growing that ACE inhibitors and ARBs should not be discontinued during management. 
contrast-enhanced sonography has been found to be an effective bedside tool to quickly rule out organ infarction in COVID-19 patients. And lastly, one article suggests seeking alternative treatments for the management of COVID-19 with respiratory and ventilator support who are treated with standard therapeutic treatments which have high mortality rates. And to help you adjust your practice during COVID-19, we present guidelines and recommendations on neuraxial anesthesia and peripheral nerve blocks during the pandemic, proton beam radiotherapy, management of hemodialysis patients and considerations for peritoneal dialysis, care of patients in the labor and delivery unit, and virtual orthopedic examinations. Canadian cardiologists suggest that cardiac rehabilitation during the pandemic should transition to a technology-based model that uses smartphones, mobile apps, and wearable sensors. Surgeons in the U.S. encourage the utilization of telehealth and provide guidelines for virtual preoperative evaluations and postoperative visits to minimize COVID-19 transmission risk. In diagnosis and treatments, compared to radiologists, the Artificial Intelligence Program COVID-19 Reporting and Data System, also known as CORADS, yielded high discriminatory power in detecting pulmonary involvement in moderate and severe COVID-19 patients. And a retrospective case control study of 81 non-ICU COVID-19 patients in China found that umifenovir is not associated with accelerated clearance of SARS-CoV-2. In mental health and resilience, to prevent burnout, there's a call for mental health provisions for our healthcare workers during this pandemic. This is further stressed by an article that highlights that critical care nurses on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic may be at high risk for compassion fatigue and burnout. And in Silver Linings Today, a cross-sectional study comparing 12 weeks from 2020 to the same in 2019, researchers found a statistically significant reduction in the number of influenza strains, positivity rate, and severe influenza cases. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to stay informed with us. Read less, do more with COVID19LST.org. Thank you for listening to today's episode brought to you by the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Team. We really appreciate your support and value your feedback. We would love to hear from you by email at contact at COVID19LST.org or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at COVID19LST. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a like or share with a friend so that we can continue to support the healthcare community in maintaining a pulse on this rapidly changing situation.